When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What we all need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. The big CY. What up? The president of the local Handsome Man community chapter. We're here, baby. We're looking good. We're feeling good. Television's Clinton Yates. Tis I as well. You can see me on Friday on Around the Horn. Is that In the house people? for Shadano. Sorry? Is that three different people? No. One here right in the flesh, baby. The father, the son, and your boy. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't even know. I just freestyling. <laughs> oh, Lindsay baseball is what we need to know. So, Cappy, this week, Elton John is returning to Dodger Stadium to perform three shows on November 17th, 19th, and 20th, his last ever U.S. concerts, so he says, as part of his long-running, wildly lucrative farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour. Many people, including Sir Elton himself, think that his performance at Dodger Stadium 47 years ago was the one that launched him into superstardom because I guess it was a big deal back then. Uh, but if was you that don't... the one where he was wearing the Donald Duck getup? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. It was a pretty big deal at the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the secondary market <laughs> resale up, prices. I, I'm just saying. So I, I think I'm familiar with that. But was he wearing no pants as well? Did he go that far with the Donald Duck getup? I don't, I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> just, just trying to clear I hear that Laura. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I think of when I think of Donald Duck: top, no pants, hat, shoes, or whatever he's got going. On. <laughs> Weird look, but yeah. Sorry. Good, good call to stand by me. Yeah. <laughs> So the secondary market resale price for the tickets for Elton John is about 150 bucks per ticket, which I don't think that that's, that's like crazy expensive. I thought they'd be way more. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a ticket and you want to see the show, you're in luck because it was recently announced that Sunday's show, which is the final of the three shows, is going to be live streamed on Disney+. Plus. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, how about that? Watch it on TV. Or if you want, you can go on like StubHub or SeatGeek or whatever and buy tickets for 150 bucks and go see Elton John. So I've seen Elton John, I want to say two times maybe. And I like Elton John. And I, I feel like if I go to an Elton John show, I'm probably going to know every word to every song. But Don't you go that deep on Elton John? Yeah. If, I mean, listen, if he gets up there and he sings for two hours, two and a half sure. hours, and he sings 20 songs, I mean... I feel like if they're all hits, yeah. you're. I probably know them all. Yeah, but I must say respectfully to Sir Elton, I just don't have much interest in seeing him. And, and I think it's probably because of the tone that you had, Lindsay. The, the tone of... Yeah, here's another farewell tour, just making bank, you know, saying that it's the last chance. Yeah, it's been going on for like two years now, but in fairness, it did get interrupted by COVID. So then I think at that point it was like, oh, well, we need to like reset things because the first round of shows during COVID that we redid, people had to wear masks and it was a weird experience and blah, blah, blah. So like, I kind of get it, but at the same time, like he said this once before, you know? Hmm. I mean, yeah, this is a pretty, pretty high-level grift on some level, if you're asking me. But that's just a personal opinion. When you say high-level, did you say grift? I mean, I don't want to say grift because it is his talent, and he's the one who writes the songs, and he's the one who brings the people in. But, like, the fake-me-out stutter-step farewell tour is a little little lame. But that's just me. I just feel like I've seen all the old guys that I wanted to see. That's and what I, I'm saying. I, I yeah. respect the hell out of these guys for being able to continue to do it. You know, like I saw Dick Vitale on a college basketball game last night, and Dick Vitale has just battled back from cancer mm-hmm. and is 83 years old, and he looks great, and he sounds better than he has in years. And I'm like, yeah, Dickie V, do this, bro. 83 years old and still loving the game and out there doing it and fighting yourself back from cancer. Yeah, man. And I, as a sports fan, I'm like excited to see Dick Vitale back on TV. But I've seen the Rolling Stones, and I've seen Elton John, and I've seen Billy Joel, and I've seen Paul McCartney. And now, even though I respect the hell out of these guys for keeping on, I don't, I don't feel like I need to see these guys anymore. Yeah. Well, Cap, if you had never seen Elton John before, would you not want to see him here? Yeah, probably so. Yeah, I kind of want to, like, one of my friends back home, like, he was in, like, Columbus or something, and she was like, I kind of want to see him just because... You know, my mom saw him and said he was a great performer and it was like a big spectacle. Like, that's more of like the, the thing with him, right? Is like, 
It's not like, oh, I'm going just to see Elton John sit up there with like a mic. It's like a whole big production, crazy spectacle of a show. Well, I'll give you another example. Like a guy like Bruce Springsteen, not that I'm a big Springsteen fan. I mean, I like some of his stuff, but I'm like offended at the prices. <laughs> he has like a crazy, crazy like following. Like I'm, I'm surprised at the number of people that love Bruce Springsteen. Oh no, the boss is. I mean, old school people love love, love Bruce Springsteen. Old school rock and roll. Yeah, he's a borderline religion for a lot of people. It's like the big joke around the baseball writing circles is that all the old white guys who cover baseball are all like they pray at the altar of Bruce Springsteen. And it's a whole thing. And so. Billy Joel. Billy Joel's not quite the same. Cultish. Yeah, in that regard. You're right. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. That's what you need to know. Being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and, Ta- Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. You can see Elton John this weekend. It is this weekend, isn't it? That is correct, Cap. All right. Now i got to figure out what I'm going to do about Taylor Swift. That's that's something else. Clinton, that's a whole, we could do a whole show about that. I mean, Clinton, I'm, uh, I, I got daughters, man. Hey, King. Yeah, Hey King is right. Hey Big King. Hey King night. No, no, right. no, I'm requesting a oh. Hey King. <laughs> He's like, this is not even not, mockery. Not for, uh, Taylor <laughs> so, Swift or anything. But so hey here's, what I'm, here's what I'm trying to do. You ready for this, Clinton? Here's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I'm trying to talk to the bosses at 710, and I'm trying to talk them into letting me utilize the 710 suite at SoFi Stadium for one night that Taylor Swift is in the house. Okay. Because when you have a suite, you know, you can get Rams games and you yeah. can get bowl games and you can get national championship games and, and you can get all the events that are happening at SoFi. It just is a matter of are you willing to pay to use the suite that night and provide the tickets and the food and the, the, the whatever. So I really want to have like a, a girl party in what? the in, in the seven ten suite for a Taylor Swift concert. Okay, so you know you know I'm a process guy, so let's let's talk talk how we're gonna do this. Are you requesting paid usage of the space at the time it is being used, or are you trying to get seven ten to hook up Scott Kaplan with a sort of bonus package that you can then bring your daughters and their guests to? So my first attempt is going to be to go with the bonus package. What I'm doing right now is I'm suggesting to our bosses, hey, guys, you should bring your daughters for the Taylor Swift show. Right. And we should all get the suite that night. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to invite the bosses and their daughters so that they can pay for it all and that me and my daughter and a few of her friends can go. That That's so like my first effort here, Clinton. Right. Is to get the company to actually pay for it. That's fair. But, That's but to fair. give me a certain number of tickets for my party. Right. Now there is the other way to go, which is where I actually go to them and I say, "Hey guys, can I please use the suite for one night at Taylor Swift? I'll pay for it all." And then they would probably say, "Sure, no problem." But I don't want to offer that until they tell me that they won't pay okay, for it. Okay, Scott. Now let me explain something to you. Because of the sort of one-night-only nature of this, and I know that you love a good finesse as much as the next guy, this might be the time to actually just shell it out and make it available and do what you like. Bring whoever you want. If you've got the cash and they're willing to say yes and you can actually secure the space during a Taylor Swift concert, mind you, at Crypto, her banner is hanging on the wall. Just like Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant's are. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can actually get the space, this might be the one for the Hey King world to just say, guess what? It's on me. Y'all yeah. are coming. Bring Nick the Stick or whatever his name is. You yeah. know what I mean? And everybody else who's in the cast of characters in the Kaplan family. This might be the time to cash in that chip. It might be, but you actually had a very important phrase in the middle of all of that, which mm-hmm. was, if you got the cash. <laughs> okay? So so my first effort is to say to the bosses, I'm going to say, say, hey, you know, I got an idea here, guys. Just, just hear me out on this. Um, why don't you get your daughters... And then I'll get my daughters and her friends and a few other people that I want to invite. And why don't we get the suite for the night of the Taylor Swift show and we'll have a really good time. And I will assume, Clinton, that it was my bright idea, but I was thinking about them and their kids, too. And then they, the company, actually pay for it that night. That's my first presentation. But Scott, what if you are not on the hierarchy of human? Like, what if you're batting ninth in that lineup and there's only seven spots? 
You know what I'm saying? If you insert the idea of, oh, yeah, you guys should take your daughter and include me. How do you know there's not three other people that are say, actually, we're taking our daughters. You can watch at home. Well, then maybe there's another way to look at it, which is, hey, I think she's playing at SoFi. Is it five nights, Lindsay? Does that sound right? Five nights at SoFi or is it three nights at SoFi? Maybe what I do is I say to the bosses, hey, here's an idea. We should get the suite for all of the nights of the Taylor Swift show. And one of those nights, I'd really like to be able to host a little bit of action in there if you guys don't mind. That's like, not a bad idea. That's I mean, not I'm just, a bad idea. I'm, I'm going to try and finesse the company into paying for it. But I don't think I'm going to be successful, if I'm being honest. I just think that there's an element of a flex, too, where if you get a bunch of seats and you can bring all of your daughter's friends... They will all have a better time than hanging out with a bunch of radio execs kids who they don't know. Yeah. Had you considered that part? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. You know? Yeah. Who you swift with matters. Yeah. I'm kind of making things up at this point in terms of terminology, but you get my point here. This is all your fault anyway, Clinton. Why is that? Because if you would have just gone out with that girl, Kesha, the night of that game. <laughs> we'd be in there for free dude, already. we'd be so hooked up with Taylor Swift. Kesha would probably be like, yo, I know Taylor Swift. I got you guys that's, all covered. That's probably true. So that means that if we end up at the Taylor Swift show, I'm going to have to wear my romp him. Oh, dude, no, no question about that. He's killer, bro. So let me ask you this. If I, if I say to the bosses, I'd like to use the suite and, I'd like, and I need it for Taylor Swift, because there's a whole controversy here. Do you know about this? I do not. Oh, yeah. Um, apparently, all the tickets for the Taylor Swift concerts at SoFi oh, were like Oh, the Ticketmaster controversy? Oh, of yeah. course I know about that. I thought yeah. you meant something more local. No, no. Yes, absolutely yeah. I'm familiar with that. So you can't get tickets, and if you're going to get tickets, it means you're going to pay you know, these, these third parties, and you're going to pay that much right. more than what they were for face this value. This is why I was stressing time and place. If you have any access to any locale that is available during a Taylor Swift show, that's what you're looking for. The money is almost... Not even an issue at that point. Getting the access is the hard part. And if you can get the access, well, then it's time to pay up, Cappy. I know. What do you think it costs to take this suite at SoFi Stadium for one night for Taylor Swift? you got to have but probably 20 tickets. Probably 20 tickets. Mm, that's and then you got to do probably, I don't know, three, four grand in food and beverage at least, I'm thinking. I mean, we're moving. We're above $30,000. He's oh, tripping. Dude. How is he tripping? Me? No, not you, him. I'm tripping. Yes. Meaning, because I'm not going to pay for that? No, I'm just saying you're tripping. Take it however you want. We're moving into the 50000 range for a suite night at for Taylor Swift. I'm going to tell my, my daughter, hey, listen, I got the suite for the game, okay, for the Taylor Swift show. Um, all your girlfriends owe $3,000 per person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you could take your yearly winnings from your horses and spend them all in one place. Oh, my God. I should be so lucky. I'll tell you that right now. All right, stick around. Coming up. USC, UCLA, rivalry game Saturday. Seems like everybody's picking against UCLA, but I'm going to tell you right now, I got USC to win the game big, and I want to hear what Clinton mm. thinks coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, the big CY is in for shit, I know. This is a great song. I know this song. We built this city. We built this city. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is karaoke banger by the way oh really yeah i guess so for people that i knew who liked karaoke they used to sing the song a lot when i was in college you know um, i Ohio. love when you i love when you say uh banger you know yeah. 
because it's my favorite class on uh, Peloton is the Alex Toussaint Club Bangers, you know? You taught me about Alex Toussaint, but I'm familiar with his work now because of you, so. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, listen. I don't. I don't. I don't Peloton, but I know now. So thank you. For you know that. that uh, you know, I started running again, Clinton Yates. Did you? I did, and I've been incredibly sore for the last two days. But I used the Peloton app, and um, Alex Toussaint and Ashton Kutcher really? were running together on the Peloton app, and it was like a half podcast, half running class. Huh. And so I was out on the road running, but I was listening to Alex Toussaint and Ashton Kutcher tell their stories, man. They're both really interesting dudes. Whilst they run? Yeah. So like Ashton Kutcher was telling this story about how he was 19 years old, mm-hmm. and um, he was a janitor, and his, he told his father, I'm quitting my janitorial job, and I'm moving to New York City to be a model. And his dad was like this old Marine, like, are you out of your mind? You're not moving to New York to be a model. And Ashton Kutcher was like, yes, I am. And with a sleeping bag, a pocket knife, and $100, he moved to New York City. How about that? And and my man Alex Toussaint was like telling the story about how he was always in trouble in school, and his father was in the uh, I don't I think he was in the army, and he sent him to military school, and it completely changed his life. And I'm like listening to this while I'm running, and I'm like, this is like half podcast, half running spin class. I don't even realize I'm running right now. It was good. <laughs> That's solid. I like That's- that. Solid content is what that is. Correct. Clinton, any chance you're going to be on Saturday at the Rose Bowl for USC-UCLA? Okay, so a couple things. And just because Lindsay Baseball, who I give a lot of grief to on air, but does a great job with organizing this show, I'm reading a sentence on the rundown Mm -hmm. that says that you have an update on that game's tailgate party. Now, you know your boy. I'll show up to a sporting event to watch the sporting event every single day of the week. But I will definitely show up if there's a function to be had. I did not have plans on going to USC-UCLA, but I could make plans should need be. All right, here's what happened. So uh, longtime 710 listener Jeff, I, I don't want to say his last name because maybe he doesn't want me to say it. But, right, a.k.a. I'll text uh, Keyshawn and see what's up. But yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Jeff here sends me a message on Instagram, a direct message, and he says, Hey, Kaplan. He says, sorry I'm messaging you so late at night. It was like 1130 at night. I didn't get it till the next day. Sure. He goes, but I'm wondering if you're going to be in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl this coming weekend for the SC-UCLA rivalry game. And he says, I'm asking because me and about six other people are looking for a tailgate to go to where there must be a television because we don't plan on going into the game. We plan on watching the game outside. Oh, hold on. Hold on. He's hitting you up? Asking you to provide him with a tailgate? That's correct. That's a red and, flag. And and a tailgate that has a television. That's a massive a television, red flag. He should be TV. the one hitting you up saying, Hey, Cappy, of Cappy fame, would you like to join my tailgate with my television and my friends? Not the other way around. No, that's not what's happening here. What's <laughs> happening here is, is hey, dude, um, are you having a tailgate party? Do you have a television? And if so, I'm bringing my six friends. If the answer is you're having a tailgate party and you don't have a television, we don't want to ca- come hang out with you. <laughs> what the, this, is, this is what we call audacious in my household, at the so, very least. So I wrote back to the gentleman and I said, Jeff, I'm not really sure of my plans yet on Saturday. I'm not sure I can make it to the USC-UCLA game. And then, and then I was like, okay, let me, let me make sure. I, I mean, I might want to go. So then Jeff says, well, let's tailgate, Cap. Come on. Let's do this, you know? What? And so, so now um, he says he, he got back to me. This is again last night. He's like, "Hey, um, I got a lot of guys that are looking for a tailgate. We need to know: Are you having a tailgate party or not? Because we're actively trying to find something that has a television. Why? They- and we need you to tell us: Are you having a tailgate party? USC UCLA with a big screen TV that we can watch the game on when the game is going ha- when the game is happening." Let's go, man. So, and, he give, and he gives me his phone number. He's like, call me. Let me know. Why did he presume that you had a setup that you would want to invite somebody you don't know to anyway? Well, I've met this gentleman a couple times at different okay, radio so promotions. He's a, he's a listener who you know who he is. Yeah. Okay, very well. I did not understand that part. Understood. That being said, mm-hmm. did you give him any, indica- any, any indication that this was something that was going to be happening? Or did you just say you might be going to the game? I think, Clinton, people assume that um, if there's a party going down, I'm hosting. I don't sure. know why that is. I That's don't fair. understand that. I you don't do get that it. with some regularity, and I, I get that. Did he think that there's – are we having a remote there or something? Do we have a – No we, remote. We don't have a, a promo set up there or anything? No remote. No broadcast of any kind. Very well. Well, then, I mean, what would he expect? 
Well, so he's like, dude, I need to go to a tailgate party on Saturday for USC-UCLA, but this tailgate party must have a TV. If it doesn't have a TV, I'm not coming. Yeah, that's weird. Well, uh, I, I, we talked about this very early in the show during Super Crosstalk. I live by my Google Calendar. Yeah. So I was thinking to myself yesterday, I think I want to go to this game because Lindsay here and Laura are going to the game as guests of and in the presence of one Steve Mason. Really? Mm, no. I think Laura can't go because she has a family obligation. Yeah, but my goddaughter's birthday, so I just canceled on me. Is there an actually. open slot? I don't know, but I actually Steve have a Mason. hay king for you, Cap, that I was talking to Mr. One Greg Bergman about. Okay. I guess it's like a whole thing with the parking and the situation where you got to walk down this hill and blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, it's a whole thing. Yeah, can, can you hook me up with some Lot K parking is what you I would need, like to hey, King. You need Lot K parking? Yes, please. Hey, King. Lot K. Lot K parking, huh? Yeah. Do you have this kind of generalized Pasadena pole? Is there he something does, I'm missing here? He does with here? USC because he's best okay. friends with Boney. Okay, yeah. that's what I was trying to figure out here. I was like, and does Bone reach that down low into the oh, yeah. levels he, of the world he literally that he calls can find Boney. a parking pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Bone's got better, bigger fish to Right. That's Am I going to call Mike Bone and go, hey, Mike? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get some Listen, slot cake. Yo. yo look, it, it, Cass, you've for, asked for crazier things before. I know, but can I just tell you that asking for lot K is comparable to saying the tailgate party has to have a television. <laughs> okay, could you be like, hey, hey, Boney, my producer's going to the game with Steve Mason, but she's really worried about, you know, being there by herself for the first time and not being able to figure out the whole parking situation. Can you hook her up with some parking? You see, well, I, that's all you got to say. Are you going by yourself or are you going with Mason? Yeah, I'm going by, well, I'm meeting him there because Mason's, you know, got the whole thing with his family and he's going to go with, I'm assuming he's going to go with Juan. So, you know, like I'm just going to meet him there. Mom and not stepdad Ooh. Leo. We got it. We got it. We got to chalk talk that because that's that's going to be a whole getting to getting in and out of the Rose Bowl is a disaster. Not right. easy. Not Dis- easy. Disaster. You I know remember when the the I know it's different with the playoff here, but when I used to work with Stuart Mandel, and he told me like you don't understand, it is a nightmare because if you don't have parking, it's an absolute nightmare. That mm-hmm. said, the one time I wouldn't mind actually being there all day for no other right. reason would be USC at UCLA. Right. So so what if he gave you a lot L? That's fine. Lot, I'll take anything. Will Lot L work? Okay. I'll I didn't know if it, if you would you would not. No, I'm not accepting Lot L. No, I'm just, no, I'm just going no. based on what, what Greg said because I said, well, maybe Cappy can hook me up with some parking. And he goes, ask for Lot K. That's okay. what he said. All right. You know, hey, Linz, I got you Lot M. You're like, I'm not going to Lot no, M. I told you it. Lot K. It works it, nothing. Cap. I mean, this is right. a very disjointed effort, but I, I could see this potentially working out. So here's the thing, Clinton. Get back to where you and I were earlier today, which was that we live on our calendars. Right. So I went to my calendar to see what I had going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I realize now that I have in my calendar a music festival that is on my calendar and has been on my calendar for a long time. Where is it? It is in downtown San Diego. So south, okay. south, south L.A. Sure. The south, south, way south, south land. Yeah. yeah. Way south L.A. And so I'm supposed to go to this music festival on Saturday called Wonderfront. And I just don't know that Ruh, 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 Rachel is going to let me out of going to Wonderfront on Saturday night. What's the vibe at Wonderfront? What kind of music are we talking? Oh, dude, it's everything. It's from, from hip-hop to country to rock. I mean, there's okay. like stages for everything. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, and do you even want to? Like, you know, that's the other question. Because we talked about schedules. You know how you do the different scheduling? Sometimes, I don't know how you, how you do it, but sometimes if it's something I know is going to take me more than just the allotted time to do it, I'll just put it in the all-day section. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah. I, I know ahead of time that's probably mm-hmm. going to take me most of the day. USC-UCLA is an all-day affair. Yes, it you're is. not popping up and popping back. No. Nope. You're getting there as early. It's the first thing you're going to do when you wake up, and it's the last thing you're going to do before you go to bed. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So I got this music festival on my calendar. So now all of a sudden, you know, I got people that need me to tailgate for them. I got TVs that I'm trying to load into trucks. I got barbecues I'm bringing. And then I realized, wait a second, I'm bringing all this stuff for a tailgate for USC-UCLA. Got my parking pass for the K-Lot and everything. And then... Phew, I got this music festival I, I was committed to. Hitting somebody up and saying, can you please have a full setup for me and six of my friends that I pay no money for, for me to tailgate, is that's, that's, that's bold. Bold move, Cotton. See if that strategy pays off. Well, as it turns out, USC, UCLA get together this weekend, and if you're a USC fan, which is what I consider myself, you were really hoping that UCLA this past weekend against Arizona would cruise to a victory, and now you'd have two one-loss teams, both of whom are at that time just conceivably top 10 teams, are going to do battle, and the winner might have a chance at the playoff. UCLA hurt USC's chances 
by losing to Arizona. But Clinton, it seems like everybody around town thinks that UCLA is going to win this game. Why? I don't know. Uh, maybe because they think that last year, the way UCLA beat down USC, USC's a completely different program than they were a year ago. Yeah, they are a completely different program, and I think USC is going to have more fans in the crowd, too. I know it's Rose Bowl, but there's a reason why they packed that joint out, and it ain't because Brew and Faithful are showing up. Those, You could probably add up all the people that have been to all the home games so far this year at UCLA, and you might get the number of fans you're going to get from their side this week at the Rose Bowl. As for USC, though, Cappy, this is a must-win game. Right. I mean, they're, they're, I don't want to say legacy defining because that sounds a little weird early in Lincoln Riley's career. But like, bro, if you drop this game after all this hype on your way out of the conference, ooh, that looks bad. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't. I, 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 if USC loses this game, they got bigger, they got bigger problems than just having lost to UCLA that week. I would yeah, say. and I guess if you're going to get football geeky about it, you know, you might say, well, you think that UCLA's running game versus USC's uh, porous run defense. I mean, if you're trying to come up with reasons right. as to why you think UCLA is going to win this game, UCLA either got caught looking ahead at USC or they overlooked Arizona. I'm saying this. I think. Must win, yes, for USC. I think USC understands it. I think they, they understand what they're playing for. And I told George yesterday, two-score victory for USC. Ten points, 14 points, whatever it is, two scores. USC wins convincingly. That's fair, but I think the way I would put it is a little bit more basic without getting into football geekery. To me, UCLA is an underdog. If they win this game, it's an upset. I just think that's the easiest way to put it. And USC simply cannot afford to get upset this late in the season. I don't care by its arrival, crosstown or not. All right, there you have it. Uh, looks like the tailgate is off, Jeff. Sorry, buddy. No TV, no barbecue, no big green egg, no carne asada. Well, it leaves no us in beer. a space for a good plan for next season. How about that? That's a good idea. Yeah, because next year, back at the Coliseum, and then I got really good parking, Lindsay. <laughs> Really good parking. Lot A. Not even Lot K. Lot A, baby. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, time for Big Deal or No Deal. Clinton Yates is in for shit, Adam. What up, y'all? Man, we miss you around here, just so you know. I miss y'all too, man. I was just about to say, I was really happy to come back today. Do I was you? Yes. Super excited. I do. <laughs> Super excited. That's a, that was great. Um, yeah, you know, I'm back, glad to be back at the station. I always like to see what the newest, uh, let's just say, decorations are around the studio. So mm -hmm. I'll leave that uh, for somebody else. There's some interesting signs up. Seems like we could do for a, an end of year refresher on some of the decorations <laughs> once again, but that's just me. Yeah. Super yeah, excited. Still There's... looking at LeBron in here, but yeah. yeah. Well, for how much longer? That's an excellent question. Maybe we can get Pat Bev in here. Super excited. <laughs> All right. Maybe, so we Jeff... get, maybe we get LeBron back on the floor on Friday. I think he is supposed to come back on Friday, actually. Is that so? That's a rumor. How about that? There. So there you go. Big deal or no deal? LeBron coming back <laughs> on Friday. Very big. Big deal, Cappy? Yeah, very big. Always a big deal when LeBron James is playing basketball, considering he's LeBron James and That's he's right. taking over the Lakers. I I love that you feel that way. All right, Cappy. So Jeff Bezos finally said that he plans to give away the, quote, majority of his $122 billion fortune during his lifetime. The announcement, yes, they're calling it an announcement, was made in an interview with CNN today. And it came after years of Bezos facing questions and criticism over his relative lack of philobiology philanthropic donations, mm -hmm. especially compared to fellow high-profile billionaires like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, and of course, 
his lovely ex-wife. I was going to say, she's on that list too, Mackenzie right? Scott. Oh, yeah. She's probably, she's got to be like one of the most, if not the most, philanthropic people left on this earth. So anyway, uh, he did not offer many specifics on how he plans to divvy up his massive wealth or which issues and charitable causes he might favor over others. And he said he's still working out the details. So is this whole thing a big deal or no deal, Cappy? I'm going to say it's a big deal in that it sounds like Jeff Bezos is being guilted into doing something that doesn't seem to come completely naturally to him. You know, like, hey, you have all this money. You could never possibly spend it all. And before you die, why don't you give it all away to people that really, really need it and leave a legacy? And he's like, uh, okay, sounds like a pretty good idea. Because there's some organization, I don't remember exactly what it's called, where it's all the wealthiest of the wealthy people, and they're all doing the same thing. Like, Illuminati. Hey, what's it called? Illuminati. I'm oh, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not messing around. <laughs> Go ahead. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a big deal. I, I wish that he would think more like, how can I help other people, not with, with giving away, but with helping other people build so that more people can make money to be philanthropic? Generational wealth to people who aren't, you know, his actual family. That'd be mm. great if he could do that. Clinton, what do you think? No deal because of the exact same reason. If you're being guilted into it or if you think it's some moral obligation beyond your natural inclination, I'm not buying it. You know, if your own ex-wife is handing out more money at a faster clip to a better group of people, well, then this kind of feels like a little too short, a little late. You know, he's probably trying to buy an NFL team. It feels like he's trying to make himself look like less of a supervillain than he kind of already is. I mean, it's not no deal for the people that he's going to end up giving money to, but this isn't going to change my impression of a billionaire because billionaires going to billionaire, you know? Not really a big fan of billionaires. A billionaire's going to billionaire. You got that? Well, it's kind of similar to them things be thanging. Uh, okay. Exactly. That is one of our favorite phrases that you used on this show, I mean, and the community has picked up on that, and we <laughs> all now use it. I'm glad. It's a real life part of life. You know what I'm saying? Thanks be thanking sometimes. Got you know, to point it out. All right, so apparently <clears throat> smoking marijuana could be more harmful than people realize, according to a new study. In fact, chest scans show that marijuana smokers may be more likely to, do, to develop certain types of emphysema than people who smoke traditional cigarettes. So I feel like, I mean, if you have to pick between the two, most people are going to be like, oh, it's just weed, just smoking a little weed, no big deal. And then cigarettes are now, you know, they're outlawed everywhere. You can't smoke them pretty much anywhere anymore in public public places. So the fact that um, marijuana could actually be more harmful long term, is that a big deal or no deal, Kepi? I don't want to hear about this. Yeah, I was just about I didn't to think say. you did, but I had to bring it up because I'm concerned about your health, Cap. So, is it regular cigarette to joint? Yes. All right, well, that's good news for me. I don't smoke joints very often. It's not just like technical. It's marijuana. The smoke of the marijuana. What's our, what's our sourcing on this? Uh, this is NBC News. And NBC News is saying this is a study from what remarkable science medicine uh, journal? It's a whole it's a whole uh, research study that was done on it from RSNA, which is a okay. Because I'm just going to say right network. now, you're so cynical about everything. Not like, that's buying not what the conversation is. Not buying it. Cure not worth the disease. What is it? What's the term there, Cappy? The cure is worse than, than the disease. In okay, this so you could just situation. say it's no no deal. Yeah, I'm saying it's no deal because I'm just. I, I mean, look. We live in Los Angeles. Some of us live in South, 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 Southland. But the point is we live in Southern California. I think that it is case law that we all kind of accept that for the greater good, the cannabis is available to all of us. A side concern about emphysema to me does not seem like something that's going to get anybody off of the smoke. Well, what about this? So, Cappy, it says marijuana smokers. So there's like a little chart here with the lungs and what they look like when you mm -hmm. smoke. Marijuana smokers had higher rates of airway changes and emphysema was more common by 75%. You know what I would say that's because of? Because of how we are required to smoke, the technology is not there enough for us to ingest it as naturally and as well as we can. And therefore, people are doing things like smoking the Philly Titans or the Backwoods. Scott, I know you're familiar with Backwoods left and right or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I think that that's part of that as much as anything. Most folks aren't smoking the cleanest way that they can smoke. They could. They'd probably be healthier. Is vaping better than smoking? Uh, that's up for debate. Um, I think that there's not enough long-term 
You don't know. It's It hasn't been around long enough for you to know that, but right. early studies show that it's much, much worse, which is Come why on. it's outlawed. Really? Yeah, like they banned vaping in like entire states. It's also way more addictive on a tobacco level to vape. Yeah, oh, it's I'm like a big, it's a big right. That's sort of a separate. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. They just passed a law actually in the this most recent election that you, California is not allowed to sell flavored vapes anymore. I think I voted no on that. Well, oh, really? Lost. Did you? I thought you voted no on voting. What happened? No, then? I voted. I oh, actually okay. voted, but I didn't vote on everything. But a couple of things I did vote on. I think that was one of them. And I was really conflicted. I was like, I don't know. I mean, if you're a manufacturer of this stuff, you know, am I hurting your business? But on the other hand, are you hurting kids? I mean, I don't know. Ah, no, I voted no. So Did you'd no be cool if, if all your in. kids were vaping or smoking flavored tobacco? Not really, but I mean, they do it anyway, which I don't like. But if they didn't sell it, then they wouldn't do it anyway. Well, that's why I voted no. Do we know that, though? Well, we I, don't, don't. I don't. I feel like the vapes, the vaping thing, the whole thing with that is the flavor, right? People do know. it with the different no, flavors. No, it's as much as about the fact that it's a little less obvious in terms of what you're doing, you know what I mean? But Oh, I feel like vaping's way more obvious. Than burning a heater on the corner? Yeah. Not really. Cause Cause people, I don't know. People, I see people with these giant vapes. Right, right, right. They're massive huge. ass vapes. And, and you're like, definitely Dude, what not are you trying doing? to hide it. Yeah. No, but they're I mean, like, I'm vaping. I'm so cool. It has to do with smell and all. It's a whole thing, but I get you. All right. Let's keep rolling. All right. So, those who were wondering why Lauren Michaels uh, from Saturday Night Live approved Dave Chappelle's controversial monologue over the weekend may be interested to know that apparently he did not. According to Page Six, Chappelle performed a different monologue during dress rehearsal before revealing the actual monologue for the first time during the live show. I know you enjoyed his monologue, Cappy, and I did as well. thought it was very funny. So do you think that this is a big deal or no deal? I'm going to say I think the story's a big deal because I don't believe it. You don't think that he tricked them and gave them like a more subtle PG-13 or PG whatever less controversial version during the uh, rehearsal? I do not. Okay. I do not. I think Dave Chappelle, um, controversial to be sure, but uh, I think he's respectful, believe it or not, of what an institution Saturday Night Live is, and I just don't think he would completely do that to a guy like Lauren Michaels? I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just kind of talking out of my you-know-what here, but I just don't think so. I I think Lauren Michaels was like, look, we're getting Dave Chappelle. You don't give him three minutes to then say, hey, we got a great show, and here's who's playing tonight. I think you give Dave Chappelle time to stretch out because that's what drives ratings. And And as controversial as you may think Dave Chappelle is or was, I'll bet you this this Saturday Night Live probably rated as one of the highest maybe of the year or maybe in the last few years. I'm guessing. Yeah, it was. I saw. I didn't see like numbers on it, but I saw that it was one of the most watched ones probably since the last election. I think. Did, did you see it, Clinton? No. Um, I was going to ask a question. Does, does this count as an Ohio mention or a DC mention? Because Dave lives in Ohio, but he's from DC. I don't know. I he, guess we'll leave it up to the voters. He specifically <laughs> mentions living in Ohio in his uh, in his monologue. So I'm going to go with Ohio. That was funny. Let's see. Um, here's my thing about Chappelle these days, man. Like I've grown up with this guy and all of his comedy and everything he's done. And Cappy, I got to tell you, this guy's really close to the oxygen list for me. Like I'm, I'm just kind of over the controversy of comedy and where he's coming from and everything with the Netflix stuff. I didn't watch this. I didn't watch it on replay. And I don't know how much I've missed by avoiding it. I mean, that's aside from the fact that it was on SNL. I saw that he brought back a couple of the characters for a funny Game of Thrones kind of bit. But, like, I'm kind of past the point in my life where I put it on the schedule to refer to an earlier topic to watch Dave Chappelle talk on a microphone. It's I will just, say this to you. I Clinton, I'm, I kind of agree with you that – I think there's so much hype around Dave Chappelle and everybody thinks he's like the best stand-up comic out there and he's he's so smart and he's the way he, you know, kind of uses controversial topics and uncomfortable topics and makes them all Yeah, I watched his his uh his monologue. I thought it was good. I think it was the greatest monologue you I've ever you seen. You thought it was very funny. No, it was very funny. It was. It was good. I think the way he kind of twisted things, but I I'm like you I I watched his his most recent Netflix special. I was like, "Meh." All right. Yeah. I mean, the world of half-baked Chappelle show, even Robin Hood Men in Tights, that's just a completely different person than I think where we are now in terms of who that guy is as a human being, never mind as a comedian. And this sort of latter stage of who he is, it just doesn't appeal to me as much. I, I think that that's also a product of the environment and the world today because the things that he kind of made jokes out of back then would not 
be necessarily acceptable in society. But he still today. makes jokes about him, and people still are kind of like, "Dude, what are you well, doing?" He's, you know? I feel like he's kind of like trying to figure that out. And I've seen Dave Chappelle. I saw him in Vegas. I saw him here at the Hollywood Bowl. I'm going to see him next month, and I'll pay like a lot of money to go see Dave Chappelle because I think he's hilarious. Oh, so you're a huge fan? Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, I love not him. Me. I think yeah, he's great. No, nowhere close. No, I mean, I'd rather if you said to me, "Hey, Dave Chappelle's playing and Chris Rock's playing. Who do you want to see?" I'd be like, "Chris Rock." Oh, Chris Rock, really? Yep. I've seen him do stand up a few times. I. I don't think I left very very much. Oh, not even close. Yeah, I don't think I did. Wait, but didn't you go to? You saw Dave Chappelle recently, right? I saw him though, but he sang a song at uh, <laughs> at the forum. He sang that night of the uh, of the yeah, Taylor well, Hawkins tribute I was say, show. Well, no, you saw him, didn't you? Like go over there, and then you no. said Pete Davidson was there or something. Oh no, you no, didn't end up going. We were going to go right. to the Hollywood Bowl to see yeah, him, that's right. right? And then you got mad because Pete Davidson was there. I didn't get mad about it. I just don't think Pete Davidson's funny said, either. I have no desire to see Pete Davidson. Zero. He's not funny at all. Zero desire. I feel like his stand-up um, is not that funny, but, you know. Pete Davidson, big on the guy I would love to hang out with in real life. Don't need to hear him tell jokes, guy. Yeah, I'd like to hang out with him because I'd like to know what his deal is. Like, why do all these hot chicks love you so much? And, by oh, the way, I can, can I get scraps? Just yeah, playing, he knows. Just, he knows. Just playing cool guy. Yeah, he, this, he this, is, this is real. Just playing Pep's cool guy. He's admitted that he's just jealous. Yeah, yeah very. You're like, he's a regular, you know, it's funny, I saw this thing. Reg dig, reg dig cool guy, as they say. When I said, uh, Cap, when I sent you those stories of like how all his ex-girlfriends think he's like the coolest guy ever and yeah. they, they tell stories as to why. And the one thing, he said someone came up to him and was like, man, you're my hero. Like, how do you get these girls? And he was like, man, I didn't think I was that ugly. And he has yeah. a point. Like, he, he's, he's not a bad, people act like he's so hideous. Like, well, they were talking about him on Travis and Sliwa, and Travis was just, like, hating on this guy. Like, hate, hate, hate. Like, I just don't get it. I just don't get how this guy gets these women. Like, I just don't get it. And I was just like, he's not that bad looking. Like, well, right. Morales said it earlier, you know, today's Pete Davidson's birthday, and what happens if Rachel breaks up with me because she wants a piece of Pete Davidson? And if that happens, that opens the door for me and Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> God. But you can't give her we a baby. Got, we got to get out of this segment. <laughs> you can't give her a baby, Cap, because you had the vasectomy. Scott's about to crash his whole life livelihood right now. Oh, you should have heard him yesterday, man. Should have heard him yesterday. <laughs> we do got to rap, boys. All right, listen. Stick around. Final segment coming. CY's in for Shidano. Little dealer's choice right around the corner. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I love that part. Uh, Scott, I just want to say something real quickly here. Just a, It's kind of an important note, sort of a somber note. Um, the tragedy that happened down at UVA over the past weekend is something that touched the ESPN LA family a little bit. Of course, Emily, who works on the Travis and Sleeva show, obviously is a UVA grad. Quinn, mm -hmm. who was one of our interns here, is currently on grounds, as mm -hmm. they say, mm -hmm. during all of this. I've been talking to her throughout all this, and I just wanted to reach out and show some love from this side of the country to a terrible situation that's unfolded there in Charlottesville. I was there a couple weeks ago covering a separate story, so I know how close that community is and how much this has devastated them. So just wanted to get that out there um, because, you know, this story has touched the ESPN 710 family a little bit. Well, this is dealer's choice. This is the time to do things like this, Clint. I'm actually glad you brought it up because sometimes when there's bad news like i sort of put blinders on and mm -hmm. i don't want to even like see the story you know and i'll just read the headline which the headline was enough to be shocking sure and like you, you can be totally disgusted now i've seen little pieces here and there of who the shooter was 
how he was amongst yeah, the other students. Honestly, Scott, I don't really want to get into all those details because that's going to bum me out and this well, is the last yeah. segment of the show. I just yeah. wanted to say their names, you know what I mean, and let people know that we're thinking about them. Well, this is my point is that <clears> I put blinders on and I don't follow it all, you know? And the weirdest part about it, Clinton, at least, I mean, from where I was, I was getting ready to come on on Monday and say to George, hey, did you see what happened in this Pitt-Virginia game this past right. Saturday? Did you see what happened? No. The first two plays of the game, the quarterback from Virginia threw pick sixes. Oh, so I did see that. There yeah, was like sorry, 30, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, there were 30 seconds gone in the first quarter of the game, and it was 14 nothing because he threw two pick sixes. It was crazy. And I was like, I, I thought it was one of the craziest college football stories of the weekend. And then, of course, all this terrible news right. happens. So. Okay, so I just wanted to mention that, but I do have a hard right turn for a real story that actually matters to me a lot, okay. which is this. CNN, after the merger of whoever, has decided that on New Year's Eve, Scott Kaplan, yeah. anchors cannot drink on the air. Oh, dude. I mean, thus Anderson ridding Cooper. us of the great, one of the great American television pleasures of A, your boy Anderson Cooper, yeah. B, my boy Don Lemon, aka Don Lemon, yeah. getting hammered in front of the country. Especially Don Lemon, because yes. Don Lemon's the kind of dude that cannot hold it and does not you know? care. Right. And so I always liked that. I, I don't know why, but I, I always loved the. Um, I, and Clinton, this is going to sound crazy. You ready? Yeah. I've always wanted to be a New Year's Eve. TV host. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Uh, That's okay. like the dream gig if you're ever in television. I know. I don't. There's two things. I swear to you. It's a totally true story. Two things I really, really, really want to do on TV. One, I want to host New Year's Eve from Times Square in New York City. And two, I want to host the Rose Bowl Parade on TV. The, uh, we are in lockstep really? on this. Yes. Really? I want to, I want to, dude, hosting, we are, again, I don't even know how else to say this. Did we just become best friends? Because yeah. those would be two great gigs. I would love, love, love to do both of those. I know. I feel I like we could do that well, too. Easily. New Year's Eve, um, forever, it was always, like when I was a kid, it was Dick Clark. And then when CNN started to do it with Anderson Cooper and what's the girl's name? Kathy Griffin is yeah. that her name? She's Kathy? off that now, but right. But she was she was nuts, you know. And it's she great. was a comedian. She was hilarious. Um, and then when they brought in what's the other guy's name that that Anderson Cooper does it with now? I think. Uh, oh God, what's, what's his name? Cohen? Lindsay. Cohen? You mentioned him. Cohen. Cohen. Andy Cohen. Andy, Andy Cohen. Cohen. Yes, right. the Bravo dude. Yeah. Right. And so then he was doing it, and then when Don Lemon would get involved, and Don Lemon would like have like a drink, he's like, "I'm wasted," yeah. you know. <laughs> I, 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 it's great American entertainment. Like I, I don't know why anybody would tune in to a random news network on New Year's Eve if you weren't going to watch your typically buttoned-up serious folks let their hair down and let it let it fly. Yeah. I don't get it. This seems like a bad programming decision. On every single level. <laughs> Maybe I'm nuts here, but like that's why I watch that station on New Year's Eve at all. You know, you know? it'd be great if Anderson Cooper comes on and he's like, "Now listen, um, you know the folks who run CNN have told us we're no longer allowed to uh, drink alcohol during the New Year's Eve show. So what we've decided to do <laughs> is gummy up." I was going to say he whips yeah. out the B O N G and just right. starts going nuts. <laughs> I was thinking if he just if he goes, "Now look, we're going to take these gummies." And it's 10 o'clock Eastern time. <laughs> By 11 o'clock Eastern time, we're going to be wasted. By 12 o'clock, who knows? Yeah. yeah. By next year, who knows what's going to happen? That'll Just a fun. terrible decision, in my opinion, by CNN. Just- right, we got to see if, you know, maybe we can convince ESPN, like, we should be doing a New Year's Eve on ESPN. Like, what else is airing on New Year's Eve on ESPN? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we did a 710 New Year's Eve remote, Greg? Greg sitting in here. He's like, no. He's just waving, right, shaking his head like that would be horrible. I would do it. I would do it for sure. Me too, man. I That'd would be, be great. I think it'd be hilarious. That'd be great. I really do. Somebody get on that. And by somebody, I mean us, Scott. <laughs> right, because I don't think anybody else no, is going to help us. Nobody cares. Yeah. Hey, um, since it's dealer's choice, Clinton, at this time yesterday, 24 yeah. hours ago at this exact moment, mm-hmm. I was having a dilemma that I was talking to George and Laura and Lindsay about, Okay. which was um, I was probably going to stop at Chick-fil-A on my way home. All right. And the reason that's a dilemma is because when I get to Chick-fil-A, I always get the same thing. I get a spicy chicken deluxe sandwich and an eight-piece nugget. And that's just not a smart decision right now. You go double chicken? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a smart decision right now when I'm running again and I'm trying to lose a couple of pounds. You know, like, I got to clean up my diet. So today being National Fast Food Day and all, I just make, I got to make an admission to you, Clinton. What's up? I stopped at Chick-fil-A on my way home last night. This is not that big a deal. 
But I will tell you this, and Laura, I want you to know your, your words were ringing true in my ears. You told me really? I need to work on my discipline, right? Mm-hmm. I did. So, so I told you that I had been getting a spicy chicken deluxe and an eight-piece nugget and Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. I only got the spicy chicken deluxe. No eight-piece and no sauce. So I progress, probably eliminated progress. about six, seven, eight hundred calories. Here's my suggestion. Yeah. You should get your family to track you <laughs> so when you get to fast food spots, they can shame you that you're outside of where oh, you're supposed to be damn. at any given so night. Smart. How about this that? Is so, this How is about such that? a genius idea. How about that? What a genius concept. Just Seriously. Saying. And you know how close I was, Clinton? I, I was this close to not getting it. You know why? I show up and there's this young man standing outside the, the drive-thru. And it's not, like, it's not like you just walk up and you talk to the speaker, right? No. You, you have to talk to a kid. Yeah. And so I say to the young man, I say, hey, I just would like a, a spicy chicken deluxe sandwich with extra pickles, please. And he goes to put it in the computer and he's like, hmm, okay, hmm, this is kind of weird. Hmm, I don't, uh. he's like, I'm sorry, sir. But I, he said, he goes, this is exactly what he said to me. He goes, I'm sorry, sir. But I think the spicy chicken deluxe sandwich is a seasonal item here on the menu, and we're out of it currently. And I looked, sign, babe. And I looked, sign. well, right, right, Laura. That w- I thought the same thing. I was like, maybe this is my sign. Maybe I shouldn't be getting this. And then I looked at this young man and I said, young man, make it happen. There's no chance, <laughs> no chance that the spicy chicken deluxe sandwich is a seasonal item. This is in Teen Wolf when his eyes get red and he says, give me a keg of beer <laughs> to the dude. <laughs> and the guy's like, here you go. Clinton, a 17-year-old. The kid turned his iPad around and showed me that the spicy chicken deluxe was not clicking in. So then I said, well, ask that girl right there. Ask her to come over. Maybe her computer will work. He says this. This gentleman would like to order the grilled spicy chicken deluxe. I said, hold on. Not the grilled. See, Laura, another opportunity to improve right there instead i told him no i want the real one and she was able to get it into her the computer real one. yeah and i okay. got it but i but hey laura okay only half listen progress i'm halfway proud of you okay <laughs> quickly i gotta tell you this scott before we get out of here i'm going to the you and mason show and we will be racing golf carts and i'm bringing Dece- a helmet december 9th black gold yeah it's on i'll i'll be there Okay, it is on. It is on. It's the first time me and Mace are ever going to do a full broadcast together, and Clinton Yates has already come up with the bit, which is golf cart racing at the Black Gold Golf Course. Correct. All right, beautiful. That's all I got. Lindsay Baseball, outstanding work by you. Laura, incredible or incredible. Uh, Clinton Yates, phenomenal. Epic. We're back tomorrow. Peace out, everybody.